Abundance of love, abundance of grace, down to that cross, you took my place, oh God, you take my ransom, my ransom, Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. I'm going to be preaching this morning out of Psalm chapter 1. The book of Psalms is our book of the month, and it's long. Whoo, man, I'm going to tell you what. If you don't get through these smaller books in a month, you may not get through 150 chapters of the longest book in the Bible. But I'll, I'll tell you, what God showed me many years ago when I was just trying to memorize every scripture I could memorize, and, and uh, God, God t- spoke to me and said, it's more important to understand and live out one half of a verse than to be able to quote the whole Bible from memory. And if you don't get through the whole book of Psalms, that's fine. Understand what you read. Read with comprehension. Bible says with all you're getting, get understanding. So we're going to be in the book of Psalms this month, and I thought it would be fitting uh, to start by, by talking some about this book this morning. In Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible said, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. I want to preach a message to you this morning titled, You Can Be Happy in this life. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit, God. And I pray now you would anoint me to say things that would honor you. Give us ears to hear what you have to say, God. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that we would receive your word with gladness today in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be happy in this life. I've said it a lot of different ways for decades now, and I I still believe it. That if I was to start with Sean and go all the way back around to Jessica and ask everybody, what's the one thing you want to see God do? What's the one miracle God could do for you that would, uh, you, you would just love for it to happen? Some people would say salvation of my child, salvation of my grandchild. Um, he, it, my, my mother just got sick. My dad just got sick. Whatever, whatever it is, different people would have different things. But it all boils down to you would ask for that thing that you think would make you happy. How many of y'all know we, we want the people that we love to live because we want them to make us happy? Oh, I, I learned after Gail passed, uh, what, whether you lose somebody you care about in their 30s or in their 90s, it's never a good time to lose somebody you love. But how selfish is that? I, I, I've, I've said it to Dean. I'll tell all y'all. Man, if I fall out and die, I'm be doing no CPR on me. you putting your mouth on me, breathing into my... No, God, God didn't let me go. It almost happened. Y'all missed it. Nobody saw it during praise and worship. Um, I, had a, I had a vision of me falling over backwards and breaking my neck. On, on the, I, I was just caught up in the worship, and I was half on this seam and half off it, and I raised my hands, and, and my toes came up off the ground. And in my mind and in my body, I felt my whole body falling over backwards, hitting my head, breaking my neck for the third time. Um, and, and some of y'all will be sad to see, some, uh, see me go. Listen, don't be sad to see me go. 
I'm going to a better place. Anybody understand there's a better place? Amen. Well, this week, America, some of Americans are celebrating Independence Day. And today will not be a typical Independence Day message. I'm going to say some stuff about our country because I believe that uh, God wants his pastors to speak into the life of the church members. The Bible says I have to give an account for everything I teach, and I want to be responsible to say the things that God puts on my heart. People ask, Pastor, why do you always bring that up? Because God put it in my heart to bring it up, so I did it. And if, if you agree with it, uh, that's fine. If you don't agree with it, that's fine too. The only thing we have to agree on is that there's only one way to heaven, and that's through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? We can disagree on song choices. We can disagree on eschatology. We can disagree on evangelism methodology, even Bible study methodology, uh, and that's okay. We, we've come to a place as a nation where the, nationally we've lost the ability to disagree with people and still love them. I just said enough right now for everybody to double their offering. I, we, we, we live in a country now where if you don't agree with someone else, they're right, you're wrong, you're, you don't deserve to live, and you're going to be canceled. But that's not how it is in the body of Christ because we're a family. How many of y'all know uh, you would cut off your, your crazy neighbor three doors down before you'd cut off your crazy son who lives in your own house? We hold on to family. We, we make excuses for family. Uh, I've been listening to Dina make excuses for me my whole life. I, I hear her talking to people that are coming in for a counseling session and never sat through a counseling session, and I can hear they're, they're being nervous, and they're like, no, he, he's, he's very calm and very, very, very sensitive and uh, very compassionate during counseling. And I'm like, you ain't got to be in there making excuses for me. Let him come on here. I'll blow their wig back. <laughs> Oh, but we live in a country where someone finds out you disagree with it. Listen, here's the reality. And this is why every year, you guys that have been around for a while, you have heard me say this about every president we've had in the history of this church, um, that, that we should love that president, we should pray for that president, um, no matter who it was, whether it was the Bushes, Clinton, uh, President Obama, uh, President Trump, or President Biden. Our job is to love the person that God installs as president of America. And I told, I told all my, my belligerent white friends, belligerent unsaved pastors uh, that, that, that are going to be shocked on Judgment Day when, when they were complaining about uh, Barack Obama claiming he was, because his middle name's Hussein, claiming he was a Muslim. I'm like, you're just racist. That's all. And, uh, and I told them. And they hated it, and they couldn't barely get it out of their mouth. Y'all know what it is. Why did Barack Obama serve eight years, win the presidential office of the United States of America twice? Why did, it ha why did that happen? That's what I've been telling them for the longest. Oh, and it makes them mad. I'm equal opportunity, though. I don't pick on no one group of people. I tell the truth to everybody. The Bible says if you correct someone and they're foolish, they'll hate you. If you correct someone and they're wise, they'll love you and grow wiser. Uh, then, then I have to tell all my militant black friends, uh, you, 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 you can say roo, 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 whatever you want to say right now. You, you, I mean, you, you, throw, you can throw it up. You can do whatever you need to do. But I, I, I tell them, do you know why Donald Trump 
And, and I, I, I ain't mince no words. Uh, I do not believe that man is a Christian, okay? Um, that, but we, did, we don't elect a Christian. We don't elect a Christian to uh, run our country. Uh, I don't know that we've ever had uh, too many Christians as president. But I tell, I, I've told all these people, all these white pastors that are extreme right-wingers, uh, do, you, uh, do you know why Donald Trump lost the second election? And I tell my militant people, you know why Donald Trump won the first election? Because God wanted him to. The Bible says it's only by God that kings reign and that all authority comes from God. So we, we, we got to understand that you're not going to agree with every elected official. You're not going to agree with, with everything a pastor says. You're not going to agree with everything your brothers and sisters in Christ say. But if you don't hear anything else, hear this this morning. Stop canceling people out of your life because they have their own thoughts and their own ideas. God is a big enough God to work on people. You don't have to war against people. And this world, this country is tearing itself apart even on this Independence Day celebration upcoming. Uh, every time this year, I, I, I think, man, I, I wish I lived in an isolated rural place because it just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to matter. Wherever I live, I lived in Middleburg. Every 4th of July, three days before and three days after, I can deal with fireworks. Okay, do your thing. It ain't my thing. Do you. Blow your finger off if you want to. Hey, hey, uh, whatever you want to do. But the gunshots that get mixed in with it, and there's a way different sound. You hear somebody blasting off shotgun in the middle of fireworks, that's a different sound, ain't it, Hugo? And in Middleburg, oh, man, it was, it was brutal. Then I thought, oh, well, I'm, I've moved out to Lake Asbury. It'll be better. Uh, no. Mm-mm. They got hillbillies out there, too, shooting off guns. I thought, okay, I'm on, a, I'm on the golf course in a gated community in Fleming Island. Uh, they, they, and they got Nazis in there. I think every woman in that whole place is named Karen. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, if my mailbox is leaning forward because a postman pulls it this way, they, they send me a letter threatening to put a lien on my house. I got to straighten my mail. I'm like, well, okay, Karen. You got nothing better to do than look at my mailbox. But they started it last night, man. I, I thought, is that fireworks or is that? No, that's some gunshots in there with some fireworks. So some people will be celebrating America. Do it however you want to. It's not going to be a typical uh, Independence Day message, but I want to say some things uh, about our country. America celebrates July 4th as Independence Day because it was on July 4th. 1776 that members of the Second Continental Congress adopted the final draft of the Declaration of Independence. In 1941, Congress, it, went, it took all the way to 1941, from 1776 all the way to 1941 uh, for America to declare that a federal holiday. But when I did the math in my head, does anybody know how old America will be on, uh, what, what day, on Tuesday? How much? Two, four, 24, seven. I saw it written down. I'm like, oh, look at America being 24, 200, 
and 47 years. Now, I'm going to say this. If I met somebody that was 247 years, I would think they were old. Yeah? But as a country, that, that, that's not old at all. Uh, let, 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 me, let me tell you guys if, if anybody has any doubts about it. I have a lot of heartache, concern, and pain about a lot of the choices America has made. America has made some really bad choices and done some horrible things, uh, especially in regard to slavery, abortion, um, all, all, all types of issues. But I want to say this unequivocally uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I love America, and I am convinced, having traveled and know people who have traveled, that America is the greatest country in the world, and it's better than whatever's in second place. Uh, I hear every day someone on TV will say, America's not even a real country. It's an illegitimate country uh, built on stolen land. That's so naive. Uh, go, 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 go look up the history of Botswana or Zambia or Mozambique or Libya or any other country in the world, start from Africa, which started the whole world, and move out as far as you want to go. Every country became a country the same way. Not on stolen land, on conquered land. To the victor go to spoils. If you look up, how did Zambia become a country? Because they went in and killed everybody that wasn't with their main group, and they said, we're the winners, all y'all are our slaves, we're taking all your women and all your goods. That's how, how did Ireland become a country? Same way. How did, how did England, be, same way. How did America, but for some reason, because people are so bitter about America, because we're one of the only countries in the world where you can show your bitterness. You, 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 know, what, you know what happened at the, at the Korean Pride Day? Not, not gay pride, real pride. At the Korean Pride Day they just had in Korea, do you know how many people showed up? Because they were celebrating with big giant pictures of Kim Jong-un. You know how many people from Korea showed up to that parade? All of them. And they clapped and they cheered. You know why? Because they'll kill you if you don't. America is one of the only countries in the world where you can badmouth our leader, burn our flag. You can go on YouTube right now and you can find over 100 videos of people wiping their butt with the American flag on live stream and peeing on a Bible on live stream. But a cartoon artist who made one joke about uh, Elijah Muhammad had to go in hiding because the whole world came looking for him to kill him because he made a satire in, in, in a comic sketch. And that, that one crazy preacher, I don't even remember what year that was, Deacon West. We drove out there to see that one dude. How long ago do you think that was? At least. He, he said he was going to burn a Quran. The whole world came crashing down on him. But you can do anything against America. We're, we're the only country in the world where our educators don't teach our children to be proud of their country. They actually teach them to be embarrassed of their country and to feel like America's an awful place. And you better let your children know before they get out into the nasty, hairy world, there's a lot worse places out there than America. Ain't that right, Deacon? There's a lot of places that you don't want to be. I love America. Listen, if you don't, there's about, depending on whose stats you're looking at, there's about 200 other countries you can choose from. And Herschel Walker already said, anybody that don't love America, 
and, and wants, wants to go to Africa, he specified, specified Africa, he said he'll buy you a one-way ticket as long as you never come back, and if you come back, you've got to pay him back his money. So you got free travel. Anybody, anybody that hates America so much they want to leave, it's free travel uh, to go, and I, and I would go. If I lived in a country that I hated, if I lived in a state that I hated, I'd just go somewhere else. It's a big world. You can go anywhere. Well, I can't go start. Sure, you can go start over any point in your life if you don't believe that America's a good place. Um, I watch a lot of information about national surveys so I can have the heartbeat of the people and know what's going on. Um, let, let me say this, because over 85% of college students surveyed believe that America invented slavery. Let, let, let me assure you, slavery's been around from the beginning. It's not, an, it's not an American issue, it's a human issue. And whichever village conquered the other village, there was slavery from the beginning of time, all, all the way, and there's still slavery. And it was not started in America, but America did go to war with itself to put an end to it. And America crippled the transatlantic slave trade that it operated for hundreds of years uh, that eventually shut down 10 years after our Civil War um, because America was leaning on everybody to shut it down. Now, America is not even the heaviest slave trade company country in the world. To find that, you've got to go to Portugal, which is matched almost identically by Brazil. So what are we going to say about Portugal and Brazil? Uh, the Caribbean had more slaves than America, and the Caribbean make up this big of a space geographically compared to America. I told, I told the elders and deacons this morning before we prayed, y'all be praying for me because I'm going to get these stats out before I get into the message because I believe people need to hear the truth. Because the reality is if you watch Fox News, all you're hearing is a spin on the truth. Oh, all these Fox News people got quiet on me. You, you see that, John? They got quiet on me. Yeah, this, this. I already told y'all I'm equal opportunity. I don't play one side of the fiddle. If, if you watch CNN to get your news, they're telling a spin on the truth. They all have an agenda. And if you don't do a lot of study, and which our children don't, by the way, um, we, we are failing our children in the school system. Our children who used to score at the top worldwide now are scoring in the middle um, or e even worse, and they're, they're not being taught the right thing. I, I see every day people complaining about America's a horrible place to live. They don't treat gays right. Go try to be gay in Afghanistan. Uh, just so you know, they kill them. Go try to be gay in Turkey. They hang them until death. People talk about, well, America's a horrible place. They don't know how to treat women, and women need empowerment. Well, you think being a woman's hard in America? <laughs> go, go, go try in a Muslim country uh, and, and, and see how, or just move to one of the Muslim cities in America. We keep electing Muslims as Congress people and senators. Um, we, we, you know, it, it, it's coming to a location near you. But America, I already told you, has done some bad things, but it still is the one place in the world that everybody's trying to get to. Explain that to me. 
We got women coming over here. I thought America was horrible for women. We got uh, people of color coming over here. I thought America was horrible for people of color. We got gays, lesbians, transvestites, LBGTQ, PIF, AA++ community. Why, why are they coming if it's so bad? Mm. Maybe when children throw tantrums, they're not being realistic. They're just throwing a tantrum. And we definitely uh, have a lot to learn uh, that we need to teach our children uh, because we're a very young country. 247 is old for people. But, but listen to some of these dates. Uh, America is 247 years old. Now, to get to B.C., you've got to go back 2,023 years plus whatever the number I give you. Iran was founded in 550 B.C. That makes them over 2,500 years older than us. They've had longer to figure it out, and they still drag behind us in, in almost everything. Japan, even older, founded in 660 B.C. Greece, even older, founded in 800 B.C. Ethiopia, founded in 980 B.C. China, founded in 2070 B.C. Afghanistan was founded in 3,000 B.C. You'd think they'd have figured out how to build a building over two stories by now. <laughs> uh, India, founded in 3300 B.C. And I think most people know Africa is longest standing, with Egypt being founded in 6,000 B.C. That's from the beginning of recorded history. Uh, you, you, you'd think they'd have more going on there too. But if all these other nations have problems, I mean, if you're talking about a country that's six years old, comparing it to a country that's 247 years old, that's a gap. That's a, that's a big gap. So, so what, what am I saying? Pray for America. Pray for America. We can't change the past, but we need to do something about the future or, or this country uh, will, will not continue to exist, which I'm okay with that too. Because no other country in the history of the world has existed under one founding document, one governing document for more than 200 years. All the countries I just listed to you have had dynasties and regimes and different forms of government every, every 100, every 200 years. America is the longest standing country to operate under one document. But we, we got a long way to go. But I want to tell you something uh, on this Independence Day weekend. Freedom's always something to celebrate. Freedom is always something to celebrate, and you need to be thankful for the freedom you have. We gathered here today as free people. Now, they tried during the pandemic to tell us what we could and couldn't do. They, they told us we couldn't have church, uh, and a lot of people quit because I've been preaching my whole life that Christians should obey the law of the land. And I still have people ask me, well, how, how did you in good conscience keep having church? You never missed a service during the pandemic when the government said you can't meet uh, inside with all those people uh, because the Bible says in Acts chapter 5 we must obey God and not man. If the government came out right now and said it's okay to kill everybody over 60 we wouldn't just go on a killing spree. I'd just be like bing, 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 bing. Bing, bing, bing. Boom. Not her. She's going to jump in front of you. You're going to hide behind her. What happens when you marry a younger woman? But we're, we, we live in the free, one of the freest countries there are. Uh, and it's not just freedom from 
the, 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 the grip of government is, is not just freedom from human slavery. If you're saved, you're free from the penalty of sin, and there's nothing better than that. Let me get through these stats, and we'll talk about Psalm 1. Uh, I told you I watch, look at a lot of nationwide surveys. I read probably 12 to 16 hours a day. Um, it's, it's hilarious. Anybody ever calls me and asks me what I'm doing, they already know what I'm doing. If you got my phone number and you, you, you call me, you know I'm sitting in my chair reading. And so I come across a lot of these things, and I want to share a couple of them with you. A nationwide survey of college students asked if they're proud of America. They only asked kids that were born in America. 75% of them says America hasn't accomplished anything as a nation that we should be proud of. Have you seen our infrastructure? Have you seen our technology? Have you seen our medical wonders and the things that we've invented? Uh, that's just that they've been brainwashed by the public school system uh, to believe that America is this horrible, evil country, and the only people that could possibly believe that are people who've never been outside the country. Now, you've been outside the country. Am I right or wrong? So pe people have got this wrong idea. Uh, listen, we provide security to the rest of the world. Do you know we give hundreds of millions of dollars to Mexico, to El Salvador, to Colombia, to Honduras, uh, to places all over Central and South America. Uh, we give them hundreds of millions of dollars to every one of their countries every year to help build their infrastructure so that their countries will have a better life than what they can afford. We're buying luxury for people. We fought a war in Afghanistan for 20 years. Do you know what happened? We pulled out of it foolishly, and it's all gone back to nothing at this point. But don't ever believe that the fighting men and women wasted their time in Afghanistan for 20 years because for 20 years it was the first time in 500 years in Afghanistan that women could walk the streets free of fear of rape, that women could go to school, that women could have a voice in government. We gave them freedom and liberation for 20 years, and as soon as we pulled out, it reverted back. Do you know what would happen if America shut down right now? the real tyrants would take over. You, you think Joe Biden's worse than Kim Jong-un? You need an education. You, 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 you think that Donald Trump is worse than Vladimir Putin? You need a reality check. There are some evil villains in this world, and the only thing keeping them in check is the greatest fighting force ever known to man or woman, boy or girl, the United States military, and all the heroes that have spent time doing that. I ain't got time for people to hate America and say America doesn't. Every other nation. Oh, Puerto Rican. Where you at, Jessica? Puerto Rican Pride Day. Well, y'all, look at her. She's all fist in the air, pumped up. You got a little, Nixon, you probably got a Puerto Rican flag flying from your, from your rearview mirror. Ah, yeah. See? Do, do you know what 17 of our uh, liberal Congress women, all women, De decided that we need to get ready for this. Ban the American flag off, off private homes. Google it. You know why? 
Because Ilhan Omar doesn't feel safe in neighborhoods that have American flags flying on it because she knows that that means that they're bigoted, redneck racists that hate all people of color. Uh, I was in the Army. I, I served. There's a lot of black people in the Army, ain't it, Dick? A lot of them. Two of them right there. <laughs> Listen, the, the, the world is, has just lost its way. In a different national survey, college kids were asked if they value these three things. Listen to these three things. They could get less than 20% of college students to say these three things were valuable. Number one, let me read it right off the list, hard work. <laughs> they don't believe hard work is a core value that they should, they should participate in. What, what, what's going to happen to America when all, when all the plumbers and all the military people die off? Who's going to do the hard work? Who's going to roof houses? Who, who, who's going to do the hard work when all these entitled participation trophy grabbing, non-score keeping baseball team playing folk, uh, they, they don't know how to compete. We, we, we need a revolution in this country. We need a revival in this country. They, they, hard work, number two, religion. America was founded, as, as, as bad as it was, it was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. How many of y'all know you can be a Christian and do some really whack stuff? But we want to act like America's the devil because it hasn't perfectly held up to all its own standards. Let, let me tell you. Let me tell you how many people, I know exactly how many hypocrites there are in the world. Does anybody else know exactly how many hypocrites there are in the whole world? All of them. The Bible says everyone's a hypocrite. Everyone says things and do other things. We, we don't, none of us live up to everything we ascribe to, especially in our youth, and America is a very, very young country. But the third thing was patriotism. Let me tell you something. Everything good that ever happened in this country sprang forth from hard work, religion, and patriotism. Now we, now we got a whole group of college-educated kids that, that want, want to tell us, oh, no, we don't value hard work. I just want to stay at home and let the government send me a check. Three major cities in America right now have been doing it for the last three years, um, experimenting, running tests on uh, BLI. BLI one day will be as popular as the term SSDI. Anybody know what SSDI is? You know what we call it in the street? Crazy check. BLI, anybody know what BLI stands for? Basic living income. Ain't people sitting around saying, well, I think they should just send me a check. America's got so much money that I just want to stay at home and they should just send me a check. Well, why not? Free health care, free college, free rent, free light bill. Uh, what, what, what else can we do for you? You mean put, a, put a, a turkey in every pot and a Cadillac in every driveway? This is where it comes from. And, and, and Margaret Thatcher, the once prime minister of England, made, made, made this, the, the truest economic statement ever about socialism. She said socialism is great until you run out of other people's money. And you ignore the fact that it's never worked anywhere on the planet. Well, all the rich people could just send us money. We could stay at home. Do you know how meaningless your life would be if you just were a sponge off the government and you produced nothing? There's no joy in that. 
hard work, religion and patriotism built this country. And right now, we got less than 20% of people under 25 uh, agree with those things as values. If you're here and you're a kid, uh, my kids told me the truth from the time. Uh, it says here, y'all were telling me from the time y'all were this big. Dad, all my friends are, 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 are so weak and, and so pitiful and, and got, got no backbone to them. It would be easy for me to dominate my peers. Did y'all talk about that? And, and they've done it. They, they, they've done it. Uh, and, hey, it used to be competitive when we were trying to rank up. Um, Jake's already got higher, more points than the E5 cutting score. He just don't have the time and service yet. Um, this, this group of young people have been so brainwashed, they just think everything's going to be handed to them, but it won't. And please stop trusting the government. I love America, but the government is whack. I don't care if they're Republican, Democrat, Independent. Listen, when, when the government tells you, we're going to wipe out all your college debt. <laughs> Surprise! Everybody's mad the Supreme Court voted not to do that. Uh, and, and Joe Biden already came out and said he's got two more avenues where he thinks he can scrape the money down. He said when he put that out there that he was going to do it, that he didn't know if it was constitutional or not, but they were going to do it anyway. He doesn't have, he's not a dictator. He can't just spend half a trillion dollars of Americans' money. Bliss, Bliss was paying off her college, college loans, and um, she, all her family said, stop paying on your college loans because, you know, uh, Biden's going to get all our college there was never any talk about all your college loan getting paid off. It was $10,000 of it. You're like, well, I'll take it, uh, but why? You, you want to pay, uh, you, you pay off Gigi's car? Why, you know, wouldn't her life be easier if we just stepped in and let the government pay off her car? How about Deacon's houses? Why don't we just step in and say, you know what? I, I'd feel better if you just paid off my houses. How, how, how about personal accountability and we're in a country? that is, is not pushing for that. But I want to tell you this, and we're going to move on in just a minute. Pacifists rub me raw. The Bible says God's name is a man of war. God has declared war from the beginning of time. And there is a time for peace, and there is a time for war. And when it's time to go to war, pacifists just rub me the wrong way. And just in case you are pacifist in hiding, let me say this to you. Pacifists prosper because brave men and women fought. Let me say this to you. The only reason you're allowed to badmouth the, the United States military is because men and women keep fighting for your right to do it. The only reason you can badmouth this country is because men and women keep signing up, volunteering for minimal pay to do a very important job. Wednesday night, we talked about, and you should have been here, it was a great crowd, and we had a great Bible study. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see more of you show up. It's my favorite message of the week. We slow it down, and we take the Bible bit by bit, but we talked about how people want to reduce God to be who they want him to be. That's why white people have pictures of the, low, the Last Supper with a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus sitting around with 12 white dudes. That's ridiculous. That's, that's not only improbable, it's impossible. They know blonde-haired, blue-eyed people living in the Middle East 2,000 years ago. No, it just wasn't. Um, he was dark-skinned. 
and very dark skin because he worked outside with his hands. He wasn't skinny and frail, sissy. He, he was a carpenter, and he didn't have a skill saw. Tackle that. Uh, he, he, he didn't have a chainsaw to cut trees down with. That's, that's, that's real man stuff. But we talked about how um, pe people want to believe that God looks like them and thinks like them. And I told you, and I saw some people look at me like when I said it. Uh, so I went online. I hadn't seen this before, but I validated what I said on Wednesday night. I told you, black people got a black Jesus, 12 black disciples. White people got a white Jesus, 12 white disciples. I'm sure Hispanics got their own flavor on it, too. Let's don't kid ourselves. Um, I don't know what, what Asians do about Jesus. Uh, but it's all in an attempt to worship a God that looks like you. I want to go on record again and say I am so glad that the God I worship and have given my life to and all of my resources to, I am so glad that the God of heaven is so much better than me that he don't look like me. He ain't from where I'm from. He don't have to look nothing like me for me to worship him. And if you have to have a God that looks like, listen, white racists are convinced that Jesus was white, and that's just stupid. Black militants are convinced that they're the real Hebrew, original Hebrew, black Hebrew nationalists. That's ridiculous. Black people came from Africa. White people didn't come along for a long time. Finally spread out into some other places. Jesus was none of that. Why do we try so hard to reduce you? Because we want to worship a God who thinks and acts just like us. Because we love ourselves more than we love a God that we can't see. And I told them, it's not, just, it's not just races. It's ideologies. Gay people want to believe in a gay Jesus. Whoremongers want to believe in a whoremonger in Jesus. They put that movie out years ago, and I told you Wednesday night, I don't watch movies about God or the Bible because I can't stand the inaccuracies. Uh, they put a movie out on Jesus a few years ago. What was the name of it, Rick? Last Temptation of Christ. He told me that Wednesday. I couldn't remember. Last Temptation of Christ. And they had Jesus pairing up with Mary Magdalene, supposedly having some type of sexual relationship with Mary Magdalene. I just want to break my... I couldn't be... I'd throw something in my TV if they said that in front of me. But they want Jesus to be... Every drunk knows one Bible verse for sure. What is it? Take a little wine for thy stomach's sake. Every alcoholic knows the first miracle Jesus ever did. What did he do? Didn't he know? Turn the water into wine. Yeah. And he said, don't get drunk. And that alcohol was for depressed people and the people who were dying and in massive grief. And no father wants to see their children dying and in massive grief. But I, when, when I said gay people want to gay Jesus, so many people looked at me. I said, uh, non-binary people want to, and people were like, he's off the plantation at this point. He, he just stretched out his whole mind. Uh, roll, roll, roll this clips less than a minute. Watch this. Think I'm not telling the truth. Confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads. 
and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the ace quilt whose feet are grounded in mud, and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love. So, beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. Let us That's hot garbage. It makes my neck crawl just listening to it. The God of the Bible is not non-binary. The God of the Bible doesn't concern himself with his pronouns. He's God all by himself, and he identified himself as the Father. We had a, we had a woman in our church for a while, and I finally had to ask her because every time she'd pray, um, and, and she wanted to be the head of our prayer ministry, so I said, well, let's spend some time praying together. And every time she'd pray, she would go into, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I, I'm like, because she was country. I'm like, do you have a lisp? Or are you saying Jesus? And she told me she came out of lesbianism, and the only way that she could serve God is to imagine God as a woman. So she doesn't call Jesus Jesus. She calls Jesus Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. a special spot in hell for people like that. You'd be so mad if somebody called you outside your name, you'd be ready to fight. People calling God Holy Mother, non-binary, and all this other foolishness. They are just reducing God down to what they want him to be. If you don't hear anything else, here it is. God will never be what people want him to be. He will only be who he is and what this book says he is. That's the bottom line. Man, I tell you, it, we've get, made so many advancements in 247 years, but we went backwards a lot, too. A hundred years ago, people didn't have conferences on how to raise children. People didn't have to take medication at night because they couldn't fall asleep. I can promise you this. I used to go see my grandparents every uh, summer growing up where my mom was raised on a cotton patch and a dirt, uh, just surrounded by dirt on a dirt road, um, just busted broke. My mom's dad, I, I asked my mom, did, did he bathe once a week? And she laughed. She said, maybe once a month. They didn't have running water. He was going to get out dirty, farming cotton all day long anyway. And it, 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 it was a really, really uh, hard life that they lived. But I can tell you this, when it got dark, they did not need medicine to fall asleep. No, people that work for a living don't, don't need drugs to fall asleep. People that sit around and play on TikTok all day long can't get their mind to shut down, and that's why teenagers stay up all night long and make bad grades in school. Mm, I'm teaching better than y'all are staring at me. We, but they didn't, need, they didn't need conferences on how to raise children. They didn't need conferences on how to get out of debt. They didn't need conferences on how to stay married. They didn't need a rehab clinic on every corner to get people off drugs and alcohol. They didn't need the government, ta the taxpayers of the United States of America to, to pay taxes so the government could spend millions and billions of dollars on methadone clinics to get people off opium and hooked on methadone. 
going in the right direction with some stuff, going in the wrong direction with others. This, this country used to be on a, on a more upright path, but it's become biblically illiterate. Last survey I'm going to tell you about, and this, this, this is from four years ago, and it's only gotten worse. Nationwide survey, over 100,000 people were asked, who preached a sermon on the mount? 58% of the people didn't know. Couldn't you take a guess? I mean, I could guess it down. Okay, let's start with Dr. King. Let's go to Gandhi. Uh, who else you got? Jesus. Throw those three guesses against the wall. It's like if somebody asks you a basketball trivia question. The answer is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, or Michael Jordan. Just throw those names out there. You're going to hit more than you miss. Don't know. 58% don't know who preached the sermon on the mount. Hmm. Next question, is the book of Thomas in the Bible? Here's what's staggering. 48% of the people didn't know. They were guessing. I promise if you don't know who preached the Sermon on the Mount, you don't know who, uh, uh, nothing about the book of Thomas. They're saying more people know about the book of Thomas than know about the Sermon on the Mount. This is just how backwards America is when it comes to God. They ask this question, how many apostles did Jesus have? Anybody want to throw a guess out? How many, how, how, many, how many apostles did Jesus have? Twelve. Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, his brother John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, Judas, and Bartholomew. Seventy-one. They didn't ask them to name all twelve. There's less than one percent of the population that can name all twelve. There's less than one percent of pastors that can name all twelve. But seventy-one percent didn't know that there were twelve apostles. This is biblical illiteracy at its highest level. And I know what some of y'all are thinking. Well, I didn't know that either. <laughs> but you know who Kim Kardashian is. I bet you know who Chloe is. I bet you know whatever the other one's name is. Who's the fat one? I know y'all know. Who's the fat one, Rick? It used to be Chloe, she skinnied up. Oh, okay, well, good for her. Now, did she skinny up or did she have a doctor skinny her up? Yeah, okay, I ain't got no respect for that. Last question. Does the Bible say God helps those who help themselves? It does not. That's just a myth. That's not in the Bible. Now, the principle is taught in the Bible. You reap what you sow. You do good things, good things will happen to you. Uh, but th this is where America's at 247 years into our uh, standing as a country. And there's more information out there. There's more access to information. But there's less knowledge of God's word than there ever has been in this country. Your grandmother knew more about the Bible than you do. More likely than not. Your great-grandparents definitely spent more time in prayer than most Christians do today. And America is just falling further and further and further away from God. But let's get into the word today. Um, fortunately, I only got a few points to make. In the first verse of Psalm 1, 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits 
in the seat of the scornful. Now, I want you to remember, because we're a Bible-teaching church, and we talk a lot about hermeneutics, the art and science of properly interpreting Scripture, that there are some principles when you read the Bible that if you know them will help the Bible make more sense to you. And you won't be one of these feminazis. I said it. You won't be one of these feminazis talking about, uh, it's a book about men. Where's the women? Where I want to hear about Deborah. Uh, listen, calm down, Karen. More times than not, when the Bible says man, is it being gender specific or not? It is not being gender specific. That's just a shortened version of human. Blessed are the humans who walk not in the council of ungodly, stand in the path of sinners, sit in the seat of scornful. So that word blessed, and this is why I said you can be happy in this life. You can be happy if you follow these six verses. Blessed means, oh, and some translations even say it this way, oh, how very happy, happy is the person who doesn't do these things. If you don't have all the happiness in your life that you want, if you don't feel blessed and uh, that your cup is overflowing, you probably are, are mingled in somewhere in this. But this is a progression. Say progression. Blessed is the person who, number one, and this is why you need to pay attention to the punctuation. You could write your own Bible studies if you would just learn to do what I've been telling you from day, day one to do. Pay attention to the punctuation. You, you, you can make your notes there. You can take your Bible study notes there. You could teach a Bible study just based off punctuation. Blessed is this type of person. Well, who, who gets blessed, okay? Number one, the one who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, comma. That's cause for pause. Stop and think about it. Do you walk in the counsel of the ungodly? Let me say something to you. If you're under 21, yeah, you do. You do. And probably if you're under 60, you do. For sure, um, because most people under 60 spend hours a day. The, the studies are, are changing so fast you can't even keep up with the amount of hours the average teenager in 20-something spends on the Internet. Anybody want to take a shot? Some, somebody under 21, just tell me, how, how many hours do you think uh, the, the average uh, teenager 20-something spends daily on the Internet? Somebody said 14? It's big. Hey, I'm going to tell you, for some, it's 24. They, 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 they'd, rather, they'd rather be on technology. Uh, and, and do you think they're getting just, you think they're sitting there on their phone and their tablets and their laptops uh, all day and all night long listening to people talk about how humble and holy Jesus is? They are not. They're getting some of the worst counsel in the world. We're a nation right now that allows anybody that wants to. Sean could leave here today, go to, go to his phone. Eric did it. Eric was an ordained minister or ordained pastor before he died uh, in the church of dude. Qualifies him to do weddings and funerals. You don't even have to go there. You can go to any Unitarian, any Unilateral. There, there's a hundred different places where you, you can go and get an ordination certificate mailed to you for $25 or less. These people are not qualified to teach the Bible. They don't know the Bible. They haven't studied the Bible. They haven't spent their life inside biblical education. They're giving bad counsel on a weekly basis. Second thing, God said this is how you can be blessed. 
don't stand in the path of sinners. Oh, well, see, first off, you're walking with them. Then you're standing around the water cooler with them. You're starting to get deeper. You're starting to make worse choices here. You find somebody that don't have God on their mouth, they they can't counsel you. They they can't counsel you unto biblical things because the Bible says if the blind lead the blind, they both fall in the ditch. You start standing around, hanging out uh, in the path with people who sin and, and, and got no conviction about it, you're heading for trouble. And the last one is the, the final progression, nor sits in the seat of scornful. People who mock God, that's, who scorn, that's what it's talking about for scornful, anti-Christian people, people who mock the things of God, the people of God. If you are just hearing them on the radio, on the TV, on the Internet, that, you need to cancel that, be done with that. You don't need to be listening to crazy people uh, picking up bad ideology from nutbags on television or the Internet. You certainly don't need to be standing around hanging out with them in the places they go. And if you get to the place where you're just sitting down with them, that infers comfortability. Comfortability. Now, let's just say that uh, some deranged person, well, let's don't even make it personal. I mean, I, 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 I pick on John because I love him, and, and, and he's grown. If... The grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan had just killed 5,000 African Americans in Atlanta, and he drove down here, and everybody knew who he was, and he came and sat down next to you in church. Would you feel a certain kind of way about sitting next to that man? Either you'd make him get up and leave, or what? Right. But you ain't sitting in the same seating section with him. I don't even like to sit in the same seating section with fans for different teams when I go to sports events. Oh, Lord, we got to sit here and listen to this Dodger fan all day. When you sit down, it means you're comfortable in that crowd. If somebody did you harm, somebody did you wrong, somebody did you spite, you would not want them sitting in your section. Why do we embrace people that hate our God? Mm. Something to think about. You can't be happy living that kind of life. The Christian life, you're going to have to enjoy some measure of isolation. Jesus got up early and went out into private places to be alone with God. Daniel had three quiet times a day, morning, noon, and night. Even under threat of the government, they told him to stop doing it, but he wouldn't stop doing it. We got to be less comfortable around people who hate our God. Verse 2 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in God's law, he meditates day and night. This is not gender specific. This is for all Christians. Is, well, let me tell you what delight means in the original Hebrew word. Something that you long for that brings you extreme pleasure. Okay, let's pretend we're in Wednesday night church. Ain't a bunch of y'all here today anyway. Let's pretend we're in Wednesday night church. Tell me something that people long for because it brings them pleasure. Money, for sure. Food? Nobody, nobody wants to be. Come on, be realistic. Sex, drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, whoremongering. Come on, let's just be honest. 
You, you, you think, I, I got to be on the phone. I talked to Jake on the phone. I got to be the only parent of a 21-year-old Marine that talks to my son every day for at least an hour. And I'm glad for that. We were on the phone last night for an hour and a half. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm always in his ear. And I tell him when he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I went out with uh, my buddies tonight. I'm like, son, do you honestly think that I'm, I'm so old that I think you and your 20-year-old Marine Corps buddies went out and held hands and prayed together and sang, oh, how I love Jesus? <laughs> you, you, you think I'm just walking around, just sleepwalking? Mm. You know what You know what 21-year-old Marines like to do, Daryl? That's, that's what they want. They absolutely, they cannot wait to get off. Oh, if they can get a 48. Hour pass. If they can get a 96-hour pass, they're going to be so drunk, you ain't even going to be able to find them. Why? Because they, that's, that's their delight. They are convinced. They long for it. I can't, and it's plumbers, pipe fitters, school teachers. Oh, I can't wait for the weekend. I'm going to get crunk. I'm going to get lit. I'm going to get turned up. That's what they long for. That's, that, that, that's what they aspire to be to to have because they they believe it'll give them great pleasure. God says, "Let that be how you are inside this book." Do you long to be in this book to 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 read it because it gives you such joy? Do you long to be in this book because it it draws your heart closer to God and gives you peace that other people can't access? Oh, that's 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 the that's how. God designed it to be. Because if you're saved, you've got the Spirit of God living inside you that draws you closer to God. We don't delight in the law of the Lord. It says, and in his law, he meditates day and night. I don't know how many people you know. I know a lot. Uh, but I don't know very many that meditate in the Bible day and night. Meditate in the Bible. And love it. And can't wait to get to it. You want to be happy? Start putting a higher priority on what this, what this book can do for you and the God of this book can do for you. You get into this book, this book's going to get into you. You get into this book not to be able to quote Scripture, but to be able to have a close, personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ where he talks to you and you understand his voice. I was talking to a church member earlier this week, and she told me that she knew that there were people in her own family that thought she was crazy because she hears God speak to her. I'm like, well, what kind of Christian don't hear God speak to them? Oh, they all got quiet on me. God wants us to delight in him. Verse 3 says, that type of person will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. That three shouldn't be there. People understood, okay, because this was written to a bunch of desert-living Arabs, okay? Jews, Hebrews, Muslims. This, this, this was written to, to a bu bunch of people living in a dry uh, desert climate. So they knew how important it was if you wanted a tree to live, you better plant it by some water. Having spent years starting and selling, I started and sold three lawn maintenance companies, made a lot of money doing it. Um, I know a lot about grass. I, I know as much about lawn maintenance as anybody I, I've ever met. And in Florida, the majority of yards have St. Augustine grass. 
And if you look at a healthy piece of St. Augustine grass, it's got a slight V in it, like this. Do you know what happens when it doesn't get watered and it, it's got the sun beating down on it? You know what happens to that? It closes completely to shield itself from the sun. You know what happens right before it's getting ready to die from parched, scorched grass? It curls up into a, a ball, and it's it, it thin as a pencil lead. So if you just water your grass, most people don't have not enough grass. Most people have grass that is shriveled up and shrinking. Most people have grass that, uh, that is undernourished, and its leaf is withering. And God doesn't want you to be that way. You got to plug into the spout where the glory comes out. You got to get connected to God in such a way that you can say, like the songwriter said, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. You got to get to the place where you have a communication ability with the one true God. And most people don't have it and don't believe it can happen because they haven't pressed in hard enough to make it happen. Somebody asked me one time, Pastor Scott, do you believe in. Uh, prayer language, absolutely. The Bible believes in a prayer language. What kind of preacher would I be if I, if I didn't believe in uh, a prayer language? Paul said, I'll pray with my understanding and I'll pray in the Spirit. Common sense tells you one way he understood, the other way he didn't. He said, I speak in more tongues than you all. And, and people ask me, and I've had people ask me, uh, well, why do you think it's never happened for me? And y'all know, if you ask me a question, a point blank question, I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm not going to water it down. I'm straight truth, no chaser. And I, I, I told that person, because you probably haven't prayed enough in the language that you know yet for God to give you words that you don't know. Mm, we could build a whole denomination on that. But I promise you, there's more to God than 99% of Christians are experiencing. God is supernatural, and God is awesome, and he wants to bless you he wants to make you so very happy he wants you to blossom in your season and he doesn't want your life to shrivel up and he wants what you do to prosper the problem is too many so-called christians in america today they're just busy sitting back well pastor i'm waiting on the lord to come through for me what do you think he did at calvary he already did everything he needs to do he said that that we're complete in him He's already given us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. We're not being prospered because we're not doing what the first three verses of Psalm 1 say. Verse 4 gives the warning. The ungodly are not so. Not so how? Well, they ain't going to prosper. They, 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 they're not going to bring blossom in their season. They're not going to have healthy fruit. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. I'm going to get out of here because I'm out of time. But the, the chaff, here's how farmers back in that culture would separate the, the grain from the junk. If you've done any farming, you know, farming equipment gets uh, all gunked up with husks and stems. And, and listen, let me tell you something. Uh, growing up on and off on a cotton farm, I can tell you cotton is not soft or comfortable. That, this, this cotton T-shirt I got on under here, uh, that ain't what cotton. I used to ride in the back of big bale trucks going into town to take the cotton. It was so hard and sticky 
uh, it cuts you up from head to toe. Um, and there's, there's junk mixed in with it. It has to be separated. Well, the way the farmers would do it then, they would take a square box about this, this, this size with a screen, dump it all in the screen, shake it violently, and some of the junk would fall through. But the way they got all, all of the really, really small stuff is they would throw it up in the air, all of it, throw all of it up in the air. The light stuff, not the grain, the wind would blow away like the chaff which the wind, the ungodly, listen, the chaff that the wind blows away just ceases to exist. Has no function, no value. Has no nutrition. Nobody wants it. It's just waste. And a life lived apart from God is a wasted life. A li listen, I'm not saying so you can come to church. I'm saying so you can know the one true and living God. If you thought about who the coolest person, we've met some cool people. Uh, me, me and my sons go to a lot of sporting events. We met some cool people. Uh, spent a lot, spent a long time talking to Evander Holyfield. I love that. I kept telling myself, "Stop staring at his ear. Stop staring." I was just laser focused. <laughs> yes, sir. Because I was looking, his ear was over here, so it was right here. Because I was like, and that was cool. I met President Ronald Reagan when he was a president. That was cool. Um, I don't know who the coolest person you've ever met is, but I can tell you this. He ain't as cool as God. And you get an opportunity if you'll get saved and let God fill you with the spirit to where you can have communication with the truth and living God, where you can prosper, where you don't have to let your life be wasted in the wind. Verse 5 says, therefore, therefore almost always means because of what I've just said, because of the verses 1 through 4, therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. You go to a church that preaches holiness. You go to a church that preaches that hell is hot and eternity is long. You go to a church that says racists go to hell. You go to a church that says you got to pay tithes and give offerings. You go to a church that says you need to maintain a daily Bible study, praise and worship time alone. You need to sing songs to God. You need to lay on the floor and pray to God. You need to weep. Before. You go to a church like that, you're going to have a handful of people there. Because that's a church found on righteousness. That, that, that's church preaching the truth. You go to a church that's teaching five keys to find your soulmate. You think they ain't preaching that all across? Don't make me bring another video in next week. I, I can show you a thousand preachers preaching that. Seven keys to financial prosperity. A lot of churches are packed. Mega churches. Mega, mega, mega churches. Packed with nobody praying. Because they can't stand in the congregation of the righteous. Verse 6 says, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I'm going to close with this. I just want to ask you, find yourself in that verse. Would you say that you're part of the righteous before the comma? That, that's a thought unto itself. You've got to pause. Think about it. There's a group that's called the righteous. But there's also a group called the ungodly. Which one of these groups are you in? See, everybody wondering, how do you identify? Hey, don't be ridiculous. They've now, they've now, they came out with a new acronym last month or, or two months ago. Uh, 
Anybody know what A-M-A-B stands for? Assigned male at birth. A F A B is assigned female at birth. They ain't no assigning nothing at birth. That baby's in your mother's womb. Already know if it's a boy or a girl. They ain't no assigning. That, that's just writing down what you see. Oh, well, I identify as, as a purple dinosaur. Oh, man, you feminists, y'all better, y'all better get, get on y'all's game because if y'all don't outlaw all these transgenders from taking over your sports, uh, two women's powerlifting records fell last week to a six-foot-five grown man. Looked about like you, Deke. Your same shade, about your build. Uh, he took a picture, double guns up. He had just broke the women's deadlift record and bench press record worldwide. Big old strong grown man. They asked him if, if, if he, you know, identified as a female. He said, for about five more minutes, I do. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait till we, we got, a, you, you know where all of our uh, recently retired basketball players are playing basketball right now? Over in China. European League. They ain't gave it up. They, they're still chasing it. Wait till one of them decides, you know what? LeBron might just decide, you know what I want to do? I want to retire from the NBA. I want to identify as a woman for one season and just go out and score 300 points a night in the WNBA. Just dunk on everybody. America's in a mess, and the world is laughing at us. Our politicians refuse to say, what is a woman? One of them said, Any, anyone that wants to be a woman, anyone who identifies as a woman, this guy asked, this, this congressman asked this, this professor, uh, well, what, what if Floyd Mayweather decided he wanted to identify as a woman? And would, would, would you feel it was right for him to get in a ring and box with a woman? She said, sure, that'd be great. He said, yeah, if she wants to get her face rearranged, the world can be fit into these two categories. So you don't get to decide how you identify even in these categories because God tells the truth. God knows if you're part of the righteous. And that doesn't mean that you live any better than anybody else. No Christian is righteous for keeping the law. The Bible says by keeping the law, no flesh shall be justified. We're righteousness based on the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. If you're saved, you're righteous. If you're not, you're ungodly. Which one of those groups do you fit into? If you claim to fit in the first group, hear me and I'm done. Live what you say you believe. Live what you say you believe. Be who you say you are. Do what you say Christians are supposed to do. If you know that you don't fit into that saved group, you live an ungodly lifestyle. You've never been born again by the supernatural life-changing power of the Holy Ghost that made you a completely different person from the inside out. I got good news for you. You don't have to stay in that group. The Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you could be saved. 
The Bible says as many as receive Jesus, God gives them the power to become the children of God. You just got to be willing to turn control of your life over to the Lord. See, there, there shouldn't be any such thing as a proud Christian. Because as Christians, here, here's, here's what our life's cry is. I can't make it on my own. I can't make it on my own. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I, ne- I, need, I need God in my life. I need God to keep my mind together. I need God to keep me from going off. I need God to get me into heaven. If you're proud and think you're all that in a bag of chips, you're probably in that second group. Because there's no room. The Bible says God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. And every one of us need to humble ourselves today. Starting with me. I want to get on with it. And I want to live in the righteous way. I've told y'all from day one, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the uh, standard. Jesus is the standard. But I want to be a good example. And I want to do better than I've done. And I want to be more humble and I want to be more dependent on God. And I want to be deeper in my word and deeper in prayer. I want to win more people to Christ. I want to give more money so that this community can be taken care of. Because everything else is nothing. Everything else ends. I heard somebody on the news say, uh, when we die, people are going to forget us. And you, you, once you die and your family dies, no one will ever speak your name again. They might. If you let God use you, we still speak Dr. King's name. Well, one person can't make a difference. What about Jesus? Did he make a difference? What about Dr. King? Did he make a difference? What about you? What are you going to do to make a difference for the Lord? And here's the coolest part about it. You get heaven on the other side. And if you start living the way God wants you to live now, you can be happy in this life. Average church-going person just miserable. That's why nobody wants to come to church. If I was unchurched and, and the average church person came to me on, on the job, if I worked with a, a, a church-going person, they said, oh, you need, to, you need to get saved like me. I'd look at them and say, you're bound by drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, whoremongering. You, you, you watch more garbage on TV than anybody I know. No thanks. We need to represent him well so that the world will understand there is a way of righteous and there's a way of the ungodly. You get to decide which path you want to be on. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. Help us, God, to live it, God. I pray for every unsaved person in this room right now, Lord, that you would draw them by your love and your compassion and your spirit, God. Let them know that you desire to give them purpose in their life and meaning and salvation and a home in heaven forever. God, for every Christian in the room, God, I pray you'd forgive us for our carnality and that you would fill us with your spirit so that we do and be all the things that you called us to do and be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the ALCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. And visit us on the web at alcfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. 
If you would like to give a donation, please go to alcfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.